This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. <laughs> So now welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host coming everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app. Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. Thank you so much for connecting. And boy, we got a show for you today. Now, the world has been rocked by YouTube versus fighters and what we're looking at today is who won between the jake paul and tyrone woodley fight if you didn't catch it in the early hours you're about to find out exactly what happened and whether there will be a rematch or not we discussed that on the show the uae has been the sports hub for events all around the world whether it was boxing whether it was basketball cricket you name it we've had it here but what makes the UAE so special? We're discussing that as well. And in the docu-series review, there's a certain show at the moment now out that it's got a lot of people talking, even those that don't follow the sport. Find out all that and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! So welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Thank you so much for connecting with us today. Right, okay. Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. The build-up was crazy. We got to see maybe a different side of Jake Paul. Was it a different side of Tyrone Woodley? I'm not sure. It's got everyone talking about it. It's today's news. Everyone is discussing the fight that was here this morning. Um, And what's happened with that is very interesting because Jake Paul, for a long time, has been questioned whether he's actually a fighter. At the age of 24, he's taken four fights on from different uh, backgrounds. So he's fought a boxer, he's fought a YouTuber, he's fought a wrestler, and now he's fought a mixed martial artist. But people keep questioning whether he really can make it. He's calling it the new look of uh, martial arts, the new look of boxing. He's calling himself the new wave. Is it justified? Now, he has surrounded himself with the right people. He's had the right boxers in his in his corner. He's had the right coaches in his corner. His recovery has been on point. He's pretty much, you know, been breathing, sleeping and living boxing for the last 18 months. But saying that, Tyron Woodley coming in, some people were saying that this is more of a payday for him rather than a fight. But when it got personal and when Tyron Woodley's mother got mentioned, Things got pretty heated before the fight, and then it became personal. Saying that, coming into this fight, there were so many different things, and and obviously we know they were trying to sell the fight. But Jake Paul won on decision, um, split decision. Now, again, everyone's been making comments about it. Everyone's been talking about it. It's been pretty crazy to see 
how the feedback has been from this fight. The second most watched fight, gate receipts wise, behind his brother, um, Paul Mayweather fight, which happened earlier this year. So we're looking at all these things now and we're seeing that how come these fights are attracting the most viewership and also gate receipts. You think of your Conor McGregor's, you think of your Israel Adesanya's, you think of all these superstars, you know, your Canelo's, and yet everyone's watching these. Now, even people that hate on it are still watching it because you're hearing their comments online. So I was very interested to see that. Now, if you did watch the fight, you would have seen that Tyron Woodley did rock Jake Paul and actually sent him through the ropes. However, his recovery was very, very good. Or maybe it was a lack of Tyron Woodley pouncing on that and almost finishing the fight then and there. Saying that, that could only come from preparation. That could only come from the sparring sessions he's got. He's probably been rocked a couple of times, um, you know, Jake Paul. So therefore that might have kind of saved him through it. But we're looking at all that now. We're kind of thinking, What's next? You know, what can we do next? We heard, you know, Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's younger brother who fought on the same card, actually saying he wants him next. That could be something. But also this whole thing about a rematch. Now, after the fight, the 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 Paul brothers were actually very respectful. I was watching that. Errol Hawani was in the ring um, in between them. And when you heard the brothers, the brothers actually said, you know, shout out to, you know, Tyron Woodley for taking the fight, etc. He did well. And then all of a sudden, when Tyron Woodley started talking, saying, I believe we need to do a rematch now. Let's run it back. Everything has to happen now. They changed again. They switched characters. And then you could see them almost taunting him and laughing at him and, and almost telling him, you know, this is a payday for you. Imagine a 24-year-old telling a 39-year-old, we're doing you a favor. And we're saving your career. Um, then all of a sudden, there was all this debacle about, you know, uh, whoever lost would get a tattoo of the other person. Again, all games and etc. But then Tyron Woodley shook hands with him and said, I'll do it if you do the rematch. And, and this is where it becomes crazy. You kind of scratch it and think they can't be serious. Are they really, really being serious about, you know, putting someone else's name on your body just for a rematch? That, that stuff is insane. But now it's actually becoming a reality and they want to run it back or at least Tyron Woodley wants to but what does what does Jake Paul want to do that's the question that from our takeaways from this is this the direction that boxing is going at who would be next for Jake Paul and what is it that draws so many people into watching his fights is it his personality or his character um the persona that he he, he portrays coming into the fights he also comes out with one or two lines every now and then that makes us think he's actually very very intelligent i mean 24 years old not, i don't know what i was doing at that time but I definitely wasn't making millions and that that in itself is telling you that when he said i'm only 24 i'm making a lot of mistakes i'm still learning and i want to grow you think he's actually a lot wiser than people give him credit to. He also discussed, you know, his message was stop bullying, which I'm all for. Again, you see the human side of him sometimes where he said, I used to be a bully. And until I became famous on YouTube, that's when I realized I didn't like what people were saying towards me and words can hurt. And these are the pointers that, you know, I take away from Jake Paul, despite the character and the troll that he portrays to be, you know, in the media, 
he's actually got his head on, you know, properly. So what is next? Did you watch the fight? Let us know. Text us on 4215 do, or slide into my DMs and let me know. What did you make of the fight? Coming up next, we're talking about every now and then I always do a sports docu-series review. We're talking about one that's got a lot of people talking, including my neighbors who aren't into football, who said, Omar, you have to watch it. Stay tuned for more and I'll see you right after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Hope you're having a blessed day. If you do miss our shows, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud if you like a podcast. Or even head over to the YouTube channel and you can catch all of our shows. We've got some fantastic guests on there covering some wicked, wicked topics from mental health to gut health and all that and more. So hope, hopefully you can enjoy all the content we put for you online. Right, okay. So I was at my neighbor's place and we were talking and obviously them knowing that I have a football background, they said to me, Omar, you need to watch the show. And I was thinking, what, what is the show you're talking about? They said, Ted Lasso. And I was like, Ted Lasso? That sounds familiar, but I don't really know. I haven't seen it. Now what Ted Lasso is, is this character that's been created, a sports coach, an American sports coach who has no idea about football, or at least as they call it, soccer, and comes from a football background in the US. Now he gets offered the role to come to the UK to coach a team called Richmond. Here's the thing, when he has no clue about the sport he's getting into, as you watch the series, you start to learn a lot of things about him as a person and him as a coach, why he's taken the opportunity, what messages are there. And I have to say, as a sports docu-series, I really am enjoying the messages that are portrayed in this show. Normally, when it comes down to football shows, it's very hard for me to actually bite because it has to be something that's either realistic or something that I don't know about and I'm not sure about the sport and I'm learning about it. This one was a tricky one because of the character that Ted Lasso is if you've watched it you know what i'm talking about if you haven't you really should the episodes are actually quite short compared to normal um sitcoms and series it's, it's they're normally 45 minutes to an hour this one's 30 minutes each episode so it's quite short in that sense but i think according to my cousin he's saying that's kind of the new wave of that and he's a director when it comes down to these things so watching uh, ted lasso it's out at the moment now it's on apple I was very intrigued to see what was behind this message, the different personalities. Yes, you might actually recognize that some of the personalities are relatable to real life personalities such as Roy Keane, um, Chairman uh, Brady, I think it is at West Ham, Karen Brady, if I'm not mistaken. These kind of people have personalities. Then you see the pretty boy uh, type of player, the ego, the humble uh, type of player that's from Africa that's here to try and make a better life him and his family there's so many different things but I really really am enjoying this series and I never thought I would and then this the weirdest thing about this series is things start to happen to you if you're in the sport or if you're a coach that probably you would have watched on the show 
For example, I'm coaching a new team at the moment. Now shout out to Kandara, who are my 11-a-side men's team that I'm coaching. And yesterday, we, I put them through their first session. So yesterday, after the, um, the session, you got people from all sorts of backgrounds. This is what I kind of love about football. It really does bring people together. And they'd all been through a session. You'd seen them physically challenged. You'd seen them mentally challenged. You'd seen so many different factors. Then, in the last part of the session, because we don't like punishments, but at the same time, if we don't put the work in, you know, we have to put ourselves through it. So we had a little five-minute challenge that we had to do all together. All of a sudden, <laughs> one of the guys from the team breaks out in an initiation song and starts singing Backstreet Boys. Now, I have to admit, it's probably not the first track that I would play on my playlist, but listening to 16 fully grown men singing the Backstreet Boys in pain as they're doing their exercises had a huge sense of camaraderie. And that's why, you know, I kind of think when I told my cousin when I came back, I was talking about the session and I was saying how good it was. All of a sudden, seeing characters come out of their shell, seeing people get together from different walks of life, that's what sport is all about. And that's why when I'm saying that I watch episodes of Ted Lasso and I see certain things happen amongst teammates, amongst coaches, amongst staff, even just amongst humans, and it reminds me of real life, that's what happened yesterday. Has anything happened to you from a series that you've watched and has it you know, struck a chord? Let me know, 4215 or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Dury on Instagram and I will share them on the show. Coming up next, we're talking about why the UAE is now a sports hub for everyone around the world when it comes down to sports. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Dury on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. Hope you're enjoying the show today and um, can't wait to be back in the studio. Missing you guys a lot. Right, okay. Now, the UAE is something of when you live outside and you come to the UAE, you kind of realize how fortunate and how grateful you are with the things that you have here resources wise but as an outsider before you come to live here you start to notice there are things that draw you in there is the weather there is the people there is the incredible different things from Sharjah to Abu Dhabi there's so many things you can go see and watch and live and just simple things they don't have to be things that are expensive just enjoying the scenery going for a walk so many different things you can do out here but what makes it such a pull now for people all around the world the success that they've had in the UAE over the last 50 years for sporting events alone. We're thinking about Fight Island. We're thinking about the cricket um, in Sharjah. We're thinking about, you know, um, things that happen in Dubai, the fights and everything, all sorts of stuff. There's no surprise that this has happened. It's almost like a leading hub now for global sport. It's so appealing to people, not just because of what it offers you, but also the fact that it it has this element of, you know, um, a spectacular uh, background, backdrops, um, p- 
people, the the the, the colors, the cars, the the buildings. There's so many things that draws people in here. And and I was looking at this article actually on online, and it didn't surprise me. Um, Abdullah Mohsen Adosiri, Deputy Sec- Secretary General of the General Authority of Sports, said that the sports sector has achieved great success over the past 50 years thanks to the UAE's leadership. I'm not surprised by that because I've seen it grow. I've seen so many things happen here. Uh, on, his distinct, on his distinguished career in sports management, Adosri said he was introduced to sports at an early age and in the 1960s, he became a board member of the Al-Ahli Club. He's also observed as a board member of several sports federations and organizations. And this is also telling you that there's more to come and there's so many factors here that we're looking at thinking wow I can't wait to see what they have in store next UAE has become a leading hub for global sports events and its tough antivirus measures have made it safe uh, to stage world-class events since the outbreak of COVID-19 it's difficult to pick one from the many glorious successful stories in sporting history but Adosri says UAE's qualification for the 1990 FIFA World Cup remains his most memorable moment as a UAE national but I also kind of wonder, wouldn't it be cool to have a World Cup here one day? Seeing all the people that already come and visit the UAE and see the many attractions, especially now with the expo happening and so many different factors. I think the UAE as a spectacle would be incredible for a major tournament. But what do you think? Let me know. Text me on 4215 or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Duri and let me know. I'll be right back after this and I will see you soon. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that the goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. And welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. You know, I'm still getting messages about the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight, uh, different opinions, people saying that Tyron Woodley was robbed, people saying that Jake Paul is the real deal, people saying that despite everyone knocking these YouTubers fighting, they're still watching. Whether you want them to lose or you don't want them to win, there's so many things behind it. So I kind of wonder, and, and here's why I give them credit. You know, Jake Paul's been putting a lot of time in the gym. He's been boxing. He's been doing all this stuff. But he's got people's attention. In the world we live in right now, to get someone's attention, especially in social media, is crazy, especially when you live off it. So that that's very interesting seeing that. And uh, and I don't know if you guys did watch the fight, but I think it's... You, you kind of think, what's next? And, and a lot of the UFC fighters are talking about what's happened and how it's going and what's going on. So I'm... I'm I'm very interested to see, is he going to take a break? He kind of hinted he's going to take a break. Who's going to be next for him? He's going to go back to Tyron Woodley. He's going to go to, um, to Tommy Fury. Or will he pick a different fighter to, to kind of pip? Conor McGregor's been uh, tweeting, of course, as usual, um, trying to get the attention of, of the Paul brothers. So that's, that's also keeping me busy. In other news as well, Messi made his debut yesterday for PSG. Not sure if you saw that. But that was really weird, very strange seeing him come on the pitch. He almost looked lost, you know, just looking at his body language and, and seeing the way he came on. You know, he, he wanted to smile. He was a bit nervous. He, it's Lionel Messi, you know, one of the best, if not the best player ever. Coming on the pitch in a different stadium, 
not being at PSG um, home stadium, but still different stadium. He's got his players around him. Ironically, came on for Neymar. There was all these kind of weird. Um, there was this kind of weird energy about this fight, and I and I uh, not the fight. Sorry about this match. And I was kind of I was watching him and thinking, wow, is he? What's going through his mind? Does he have any regrets? Is he thinking, you know, um, this is strange? How have his teammates been? Have they been in awe of? Lionel Messi. Also, the pull that he had at Barcelona, where he ran the dressing room, and he's seen many managers come in and go, and he's been connected to the presidents there or the, the hierarchy of Barcelona. This is all different now. So, has that been maybe something that he has to adapt to uh, at the age of 34? And 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 especially now with all the news that Kylian Mbappe is leaving and Cristiano Ronaldo signs for Manchester United. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's a very strange vibe at PSG right now. And I wonder if it will take him a couple of games just to kind of feel comfortable. Because ability-wise and technicalities, we know he's phenomenal. But to be comfortable and to be loved and to, and to be able to soak up the environment and enjoy yourself whenever you're competing in sports, that in itself is a huge thing. So I was watching that and I thought, you know, I wonder how they're going now and what they're doing and whether we're going to see you know a different Lionel Messi a reserved Lionel Messi um, it, it's 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 something that is such a weird time people call that the biggest transfer ever people call the Manchester United one with Ronaldo the biggest transfer ever. what's the difference between the two um, are we seeing the last dance for Lionel Messi uh, same thing with Cristiano. You know, there are these things that people are going in now with there being only one more day left till the transfer window shuts. That will be the end of uh, players moving. That's that's also something that I'm kind of intrigued to see if we're going to get any more surprises, uh, seeing that Kylian Mbappe is pushing for a move to Real Madrid, as you've obviously heard. There are these factors that I'm kind of very, very interested in. Uh, in other news, we've also had in boxing, which kind of went under the rug a bit. Um, if you remember, I had on the show Tunde Ajayi, the boxing, one of the best boxing coaches in the world. His fighter, Anthony Yard, who was destined for great things and actually lost the title fight, fought again and won. So I like to keep tabs on all these different stories from different backgrounds to see what they're doing. And um, we all like a comeback story. So I wonder if Anthony Yard is destined for great things with his boxing career, with all the hype that comes with him. Let's see if that continues. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really, really happy you got a chance to listen to me today on the radio. And I will be back soon. And our YouTube channel should be up this week. So hopefully you'll get all the content. If you've missed it on the radio, you'll get all the content up uh, online. Thanks to Gabby and Super Mario. And also the podcast. If you do ever miss the shows, you can also catch all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Sending you love and energy. Hope you have a fantastic day. I'll see you guys soon. Peace and love. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m. 